0: hey everybody good evening from tucson arizona my name's paul
1: good evening everyone this is bev
0: and we have a really special guest with us i've been talking with him all week Uh, neil cannon with vitalitysecret.com hi neil again
2: (laughs) hi paul and beverly again and anyone else watching or listening i guess
0: we can't see who's watching or listening Everybody from around the world, we welcome you to chronic inflammation, and uh, we're just going to, Neil's our expert tonight, and we're going to let him take off. If you have any questions, you can post them in the comment section. I'll pass them on to Neil. Uh, If you want the workbook, after Neil's done, we're going to teach you the sets of points uh, of how to use BioTouch, and you can download that right away at justtouch.com forward slash workbook. And uh, we'll let uh, Neil do his thing, and then we'll all three come back and talk a little bit about what he presented. So
2: take it away, Neil. You're on. Wonderful. Thank you, Paul. Just quickly, are you recording this? Yes. OK, because I can't see the recording thing. All So my subject for about eight years has been helping people to get to the cause of their chronic symptoms and really with the focus around chronic inflammation, as Paul just said. And the reason I stumbled into this world, this holistic world of healing is really through my own personal journey. And I've discovered through many years of being in this industry that most people, almost everyone, in fact, I'd like to say everyone without exception, who works in holistic health comes with their own story of healing and recovery. Or they know someone else who they work closely with to um, kind of open up new doors, new ways, new methods of learning, which weren't really available to them before. So with me, what happened was I had eczema for the best part of thirty years, and I was always given the same or prescribed the same symptom masking treatments, which meant it would always come back. So steroid creams, which have left pigmentation on my skin, I don't know if you can see that, but it's kind of all all, all around my skin. It's left pigmentation. Antibiotics when it got really bad or when I had a really bad flare up. Now whilst that can be useful in emergencies overprescription of antibiotics can be really harmful to the gut, which is the very organ you want to repair with any kind of skin condition or any kind of chronic inflammatory condition for that matter. So a lot of people with skin conditions get prescribed antibiotics over and over and over and over again. And actually what happens is it gets weaker, the gut gets weaker and weaker, and the skin gets weaker and weaker. And it's really um, heartbreaking to see what some people face through overprescription of those drugs and many other drugs, of course. And then also, I was prescribed prescription moisturizers. And when I took a careful look at what was in them, when I started to become really mindful and conscious of what was going on, none of those ingredients were good. And they shouldn't have been put on my skin for that many years. So it wasn't until my father suffered a stroke where I went on my own kind of personal quest, if you will, to research chronic inflammation. So he had a stroke. And a few years prior to that, I remember his naturopathic doctor sister, my aunt, telling him that he had chronic inflammation. I don't know why I remember this so well. We were in the kitchen um, at the family home and he just, he was making tea, we're English family, making tea and he said to me, so Ross has told me I've got chronic inflammation and I went okay. I didn't really know what that was at that point. I just got into holistic health and I'd written a book about increasing testosterone actually for guys so I started to become interested in it but I remember him telling me that and then when he had the stroke I remembered the event of him telling me about the chronic inflammation a few years prior to his stroke and I just had this kind of innate knowing that his stroke was avoidable I just there was an intelligence within me saying this didn't have to happen something something has happened completely unnecessarily here And I just remembered this diagnosis of chronic inflammation, and I decided to go on a bit of a a research quest, if you will. In fact, not long after that, my sister got me a a magazine on health and wellness, and there was a two-page spread on chronic inflammation. And I read it, and I just, I was blown away by how simple it seemed (laughs) that so many illnesses could be rooted in this one condition. And I thought, why isn't the world screaming this from the rooftops? And, or what are the doctors, for example. And I, I was researching, you know, quite a few books. I read quite a few books and watched documentaries and watched expert interviews. And very quickly, I realized it's the underlying cause of every chronic illness, including the asthma he'd had since 12, a fully reversible condition, which most people don't know, and the high blood pressure that ultimately led to his stroke, and also the eczema I'd had since I was a toddler so knowing that chronic inflammation was underlying my eczema, i went on an anti-inflammatory diet and lifestyle and made some changes it was actually kind of mental and emotional as well eczema can be a go-to kind of mechanism in terms of stress so i had to do some reprogramming and <laughs> relearning of habits etc so very quickly i was able to get rid of my eczema and before long people were asking me to coach them and I realized that the same techniques that I use for my body work for a myriad of other conditions. So other skin conditions like psoriasis, although that's a more complicated one to reverse, rosacea, acne, um, arthritis and gout, um, fibromyalgia, diabetes, prediabetes and type two diabetes particularly, although one of my clients um, does or did have uh, type one diabetes. Um, and Parkinson. Hmm.
0: All right. Neil just sort of froze up because he has Starlink, but we'll, all no. there he is. Really?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> what I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. I'll You're fine. Back. Keep going. Okay, cool. So uh, I was just saying that one of um, someone who was implementing these tools that I was teaching actually had a significant improvement with their Parkinson's symptoms, and it was a total fluke, and it was a byproduct of her implementing really the ketogenic diet. That was one of the main protocols to actually have an effect on her Parkinson's symptoms. And her husband kept writing to me and kept posting on social media saying, this is nuts. She's reversing her Parkinson's by changing what she's eating. Now, of course, you can't say that for every case, but that's how ha- that happened. Anyway, so this underlying condition works for many conditions. And since 2015, I've been helping people reverse all kinds of those chronic inflammatory health conditions. So you might be asking, well, what is chronic inflammation? I did a talk at UCLA a couple of years ago just before COVID. And during that talk, I asked the audience who had heard of chronic inflammation and just about everyone put their hands up. I then said, Who can tell me what it is? And very few people could tell me what it is. So I just want to give you a very simplistic view of what it is, because I think if we can understand this and we can regurgitate it and we can share it and we can talk about it like it's mother tongue, it really is really helpful. So chronic inflammation is ultimately your immune system's reaction to what it perceives as an attack on it. So something might enter your body that your immune system doesn't recognize and your immune system, AKA your army of defenders, which is there to keep you safe, goes into a state of alert. And what it does is it presents symptoms to you depending on your genetic code when it happens consistently, like chronically. This is what really is happening. And it's a very healthy immune response. but if it, And if it didn't happen, we would, we would die. So we've got to be grateful for inflammation. It's a very key part of the immune system. But when it happens all the time, when we're constantly putting stuff in our bodies maybe, or we're constantly exposed to toxins in the environment, and it's that constant threat on the body, that's when it starts to become a problem. So it's not just the physical, by the way, it's not just what we eat or the environmental toxins or what might be toxins in the body which aren't dietary. There's also the perceived threat, and this is where chronic stress comes in because I think a lot of people can relate to how chronic stress is the underlying cause of, it's often spoken about how 90% of illness is actually down to chronic stress. So chronic stress also causes chronic inflammation, and chronic stress is really a heightened state of living in fight or flight for consistent periods of time. We weren't designed to live in fight or flight as if we're trying to escape that threat like a saber-toothed tiger. We're not living like that literally th- these days, but because we've got so many demands and pressures on our lives and stressors on our lives, then it's almost as if the body is in fight or flight and we end up living by the hormones, the hormones of stress, which actually compromises the immune system. So one of the main ways to reduce inflammation is also to reduce stress. And that's not just doing things like getting out in nature, although that's phenomenal, and exercising and going for a massage and then having a spa day. That's all wonderful. There's other ways to reduce stress, and it's all around our perception, changing our perception of what's happening in our world around us. It's how we react to our life events, which is actually what has the potential to create this stress response in the body. Um, just on that particular point, I often give the example of how two people in a traffic jam can respond entirely different. So you could be on time for work, and then suddenly there's a traffic jam, an unexpected event. Everything grinds to a halt, and two people can have an entirely different reaction. One person could be super chilled and maybe call their boss and say they're going to be late. And they might just relax in the car, listen to music, listen to a podcast, maybe the Vitality Secret podcast, or this (laughs) one and just enjoy the time make use of it and just relax and we all know that the nervous system isn't going to change it's just going to remain calm another person can be in exactly the same event and they start effing and blinding or swearing (laughs) effing and blinding is english slang swearing and weaving in and out of traffic potentially causing road rage and maybe even an accident and you can virtually see the veins popping out of their neck and their forehead and they go bright red. And we know what's happened to the blood pressure there. That's a complete shift in the entire nervous system, putting the body into fight or flight. And that is a choice. It's not the stationary cars that have caused it. It's the, the response. It's the how we choose to react to life events. So it's all, well, easier said than done, of course. It takes practice. But when we can understand that stress is really... The meaning that we give to events and it's our perception of what's happening around us to us for us whatever words you want to use obviously there's certain things that are you know more stress more of a stressor than others so that's just a quick one on the emotional bit but there's it's a huge part of getting rid of chronic inflammation and there's another bit there's there are so many angles i talk about the physical mental emotional and energetic so the physical is we've kind of covered that Nutrition, exercise, toxins in the environment, internally, externally. We know about the mental. We know about the placebo effects and how taking a an inert substance every single day, several times a day, and you believe that that's going to heal you. The sheer power of the mind-body connection. We can heal the body. It's, we are that. We are that powerful. Uh, and that's the, it's scientifically proven. And on the flip side of that, we have the nocebo effect. So, like, just how we can think ourselves vital and symptom-free and illness-free by taking that pill with that sheer power of belief, we can also create illness with our thoughts and our beliefs. So, it's a big one, that one. And I just realised I've been talking for quite some time. I might be losing people. How much time do we do we have left? Right uh, about fifteen minutes. We do have a question.
0: Somebody okay. uh, wanted to know if it was the food. Or the gut itself that created the
2: stress. Oh, interesting. So I can't see I can't see any interactions. By the way, on the right, line. right. That That's kind of why action? I'm asking it. Yeah. So the food the food can be a stressor because it might be a toxin. So let's just say you're in America. And you're eating fried food or the hybridized wheat grain, which is, in other words, man altered wheat grain. It's not it's not adhering to Mother Nature, which is one of the main clues about inflammation. If it doesn't, if we're not doing things in alignment with the nature codes, sticking with nature, that has the potential to create inflammation. One of my hashtags is if your body doesn't recognize, sorry, if you don't recognize an ingredient, your body won't either. Hashtag inflammation. So the food, the question was, is it the food that's causing the inflammation or the gut that's causing the inflammation? Is that what I heard? Yeah, So the- is this- food this- or this- the condition of the gut. So yeah, the, there's two things, because the gut can worsen because of toxic food intake, but it can also weaken because of our thoughts, i.e. chronic stress. So if we are chronically stressed, and we consume healthy food, vegetable juicing, the cleanest of vegetables money can buy, not covered in pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, insecticides. If we we, we could eat the cleanest of diet known to man, but if we're chronically stressed, it doesn't really matter because your your gut's going to get weaker and weaker anyway. It's like you're just consuming organic stress hormones. <laughs> so what we want to be doing is getting the balance between the mental and the physical. So on the flip side, if we're, if we're stressed and we're eating toxins, then it's like a double, double whammy of inflammation. So it is, it is arguable that people who are incredibly Zen and don't react to anything and they're super calm, their bodies are much more forgiving and they can eat those things, which might cause serious harm in others. In fact, as we get older, we often find that certain food types that we could eat when we we're younger, we can't eat anymore. And that might be down to the, the weakening of the gut because of all the stress. So it's a, uh, it's a balancing act of being um, mindful about our emotions and stress. And Dr. Joe Dispenza is one of my favorite teachers. And uh, he, he often talks about how well we we need to become the conscious observer of our thoughts there's so many quotes I was about to reel off but we need to we need to understand how we're reacting we need to understand that our thoughts we are actually in a lot of control of our thoughts not all of them some of them we just want to where the, where they came from <laughs> but we we can also be the conscious observer of our thoughts and also the observer of our, our emotions and we can then actually consciously shift our emotions and there's some very very powerful processes that I use with my clients actually one of which is called Heart and Brain Coherence. And the HeartMath Institute, if you guys, you must have heard of the heart Math Institute. Right. Yeah, they, They've been studying the, heart, heart math, the heart-brain connection for 30-odd years. And they have discovered that there's a lot of communication, or most communication goes from the heart to the head. I'll rewind a second. There's a brain in the heart. <laughs> That's quite a big point. <laughs> 40,000 sensory neurites. In the heart which are brain-like cells in the heart these brain-like cells act independently from the head brain so we we basically have our intuition via the heart and our gut it's the unfiltered straight from another realm of consciousness if you like and um when we have coherence between our head brain and our heart brain we change our biology, we actually improve our heart rate variability, our HRV, which is an important biomarker for the body as a whole. And there's many other measurements that have been taken by the HeartMath Institute. But if we can just slow our breathing down and we can tune into a high frequency emotion like appreciation or gratitude, care or compassion, those four have been tested scientifically to work the best to create a healthy heart and brain or healthy HRV, heart rate variability. And we can improve the immune system for six hours. So that's a little tool you can use twice, twice a day, particularly in times of stress when we, when the problem-solving part of the brain just turns off anyway. And so we may as well not be doing anything, if we're highly stressed. So there's there's some wonderful tools which are free, um, which one of which will be coming on too soon, I guess, <laughs> to change our biology and improve our immune system, which is. Well, chronic inflammation is very closely related to the immune system. It is a function of the immune system. So um, whatever we can do to create a, a relaxed environment in the body, to be in parasympathetic dominance, um, relax, regenerate, repair, growth, as opposed to being in sympathetic bite or flight, then that's going to be helpful for inflammation. Mm. So I've just jumped around a bit then after that one little question. Right. <laughs> so,
0: Yeah. So another thing that came up. So you talked about uh, when you have this chronic stress, it takes effect in the genetic code based on the genetic code. It
2: does. Yeah. Can the genetic code be changed? I don't know if that's the right terminology, but I know that we can signal new genes in new ways by how we think and how we perceive. I don't know if genetic code is the right word but on that particular one, but right. I know that we can. I know that we can change our gene expression. So gene, I guess you can. Gene I guess expression. expression. Okay. Yeah. I know that that's, a, you know, Joe Dispenza has a ton of science on this. Not just him, but I do like to give credit where it's due. I've learned a lot from Dr. Joe Dispenza. Right. He's been testing people for many, many, many years. I think more than a decade now. What happens in the body in meditation with visualization and with heart and brain coherence and I've attended a couple of retreats with him where they represented data they've shown data of what happens in the blood during a week-long meditation retreat they'll measure novice meditators blood compared with advanced meditators blood and they can see what's happening with all these different markers in the blood and they can find new information like 2,000 plus new bits of information which wasn't there before the the meditation which is phenomenal you know our blood carries information that's how we could take blood tests and determine our health It carries information and they found that after seven days of being in this heightened state of well non-arousal I guess you wouldn't say that's <laughs> heightened good, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> it's the opposite. but this this heightened state of bliss <laughs> let's say that um the body changes the whole biochemistry changes so that's by bringing the body into a relaxed state and also tuning into this state where we're not thinking of anyone no one nobody nowhere no thing in no time and just in that blissful meditative state we're literally getting a biological upgrade and that's why people can attend his retreats and reverse the irreversible cure the incurable and the stories that come forward now are just extraordinary Anyway, that's on that's Joe right. Dispenza. I wanted to talk about the genes because he always talks about our meditation. In meditation, you can signal new genes in new ways. Dr. Bruce Lipton, who's the father of epigenetics, I, well, I, I refer to him as the father right. of epigenetics. He says the same thing. You know, we can signal new genes in new ways by how we think and how we feel, how we perceive. And, of course, the physical part of it and what we eat and how much we move and sunlight and grounding and everything.
0: Well, yeah, that's interesting because Bev and I, numerous times, quote him, you know, and how. Yes,
2: even
0: they did. A, it, he said basically it's changed with love, and I think you talked about that with chronic informa- inflammation. If you're in the fear factor, you're generating the inflammation. If you're in the love factor, you're helping that inflammation. Uh, I don't know. Does it go away or just is lessened? Do we we
2: always have the hormones? Yeah, the hormones of love, the emotions of love create the hormones of love, um, like oxytocin, for example, vasopressin. I think it is. There's, there's a few others, and they cause a secretion of chemicals in the body which are conducive to healing. Compared with the hormones of fear, so the emotions of fear create hormones of fear, which is basically stress which creates a whole different concoction of chemicals in the body. We have our own pharmacy of chemicals in the body. That's that's how the placebo effect works. As if by magic, if we really think about what's happening when we take that pill to initiate the placebo, through the sheer, I touched on it earlier, but through the sheer power of belief, we take that inert substance, that substance, that pill with nothing in it. And by the sheer power of belief, we're we're commanding, our cells ultimately. Our thought triggers an emotion, which triggers a whole cascade of chemicals and hormones, and a concoction of chemicals, our own pharmacy of chem- chemicals, conducive to healing. All right. I mean, it's pretty remarkable. So, so we, have,
0: we have one more question before we have to then go on and teach, and this is a good question: Are natural anti-inflammatories like CBD okay to use while you get the stress under control?
2: yeah i mean i would say um totally i i'm all for anything truly medicinal <laughs> you know um i think cannabis is one of the most powerful medicines on the on the planet if we use it carefully um responsibly there's a saying that says everything is a medicine or a poison depending on the dose i think uh cbd particularly is super safe because you've got no thc in it and it's remarkably anti-inflammatory so totally you know i think um these medicines are here for a reason and i'm I'm not one for pharmaceutical drugs but sometimes what is in the pill right sometimes we need to take them whilst we figure out what what's going on and the pharmaceutical industry can be very helpful in many ways but i do prefer the natural stuff wow neil mind-boggling so,
0: so people can contact you at vitalitysecret.com if they want to do personal work with you. You do personal work with people.
2: I do. I work one-on-one, and I also work in a group setting.
0: Okay. Yeah. So check out Neil. Uh, you know, we—he's uh, loaded with information. <laughs> His journey has taken him. Uh, we appreciate uh, how you got so much into such little time. Any questions, Bab?
1: No, I'm just. I wrote down a whole bunch of stuff, though, <laughs> and it all makes sense. It all makes sense. So I will, uh, I will definitely. Uh, I mean, a lot of lot of what you're talking about, you know, I have been working with for years and years, and Paul too, and we come together and do that with Biotouch. So, mm. you know, for us, it's just like a collaboration. You know, you're you're doing your work, and and we're doing ours. But wow, everything just kind of like fits together. So Brilliant. Brilliant.
2: Brilliant. Yeah. Love yeah. can't like wait to hear about bioattention.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're glad you're have heard about it too. But I I really um you really kind of like put things in a a a perspective for me speaking of, you know, no pun intended, but um <laughs> that uh you know, wow, it is when you really listen to the body or you really pay attention and that that uh mind body connection you were talking about that is key that for me is key right. so yeah
2: um, i think you just said something really key as well and i forgot to say this earlier you know listening to the body if we have a symptom it's like the warning light on the car dashboard
1: yes hey
2: neil whatever your name is well, <laughs> today <laughs> it's, time to, it's time to pay attention right right um, and that's that's how I like to look at the body you know if, if the body creates a symptom whether it's pain or a, or a name of an illness it's just an invitation to do a bit of investigation that's the kind of way I look at it yeah so instead of I kind of think of it as taking the, me- the car to the mechanic to get to the root cause to fix the engine to fix the oil light there at you the go. Root the engine
1: light than... comes on right. <laughs>
2: exactly. so the engine light goes on you fix yeah, it right. you don't take it to an electrician to rewire the light so the light stops flashing right, right. you wanna You want to get to the cause. Yeah. All right. Yeah.
0: Well, Neil, we appreciate it. And uh, hopefully we'll do some more work together. This has been fun. So thank you much. And we'll see you soon. And we're going to teach some points. So if if you just. I'd love to stay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Do do you want me to leave? Yeah.
0: You need to leave so we can then teach.
2: Okay. Thanks. Thanks again, Neil. uh, Thank you so much. Thank you. That was really interesting. I hope that was useful for your audience. All
0: right. Once again, (laughs) boom.
1: Wow, I know.
0: But, you know, it works perfectly. So we're going to teach you some points here on how to work with chronic inflammation. And I'll tell you, BioTouch is right. All those things he talked about, psoriasis, the gout, fibro, I mean, we worked with all of those things. I remember on his interview with me, he said, so what can BioTouch address? (laughs) It'll address anything. Now, remember, what we're going to give you is just... The beginning to work with whatever you're doing, whether you're working with Neil or the medical profession, whether you're taking medication or whether you're taking CBD, uh, Biotouch can help enhance your body's information network and help it start to heal. And so we're going to teach you, uh, again, the workbook, justtouch.com forward slash workbook, and we're going to have Bev teach the few sets of points that can work with chronic inflammation. Take it away, Bev.
1: Okay. So um, for those of you who are new to BioTouch, um, we will go over um, a few points on the workbook itself. If you have it handy or you do get it, you'll notice the very first page is always about the condition. We just put some interesting information in there so you get an overview of, of what the workbook and the workshop was about. So that's always for your... Uh, benefit to read so what we're going to do is we're going to begin with in the workbook it's page six and at the top it says what is biotouch and we like to go over these uh, four simple points each time because it um, it invites you know those of you who are new and also to remind all of us um, you know some wonderful things about biotouch so let's go to the to the first bullet. And before I do, let me just say that BioTouch is a really light touch, very light touch, like a butterfly, we say, on the on the body. It's on the skin using the first two fingers of each hand. And you're going to just address the body in a very light touch. And what happens um, seems to ignite the body into its own ability to heal. And that's basically it. So um, the first bullet we're going to go over is, um, it's easy to learn. Children can learn and practice it effectively. And this is certainly true. We have had many children practice BioTouch in their families and some actually take class and get certified. So BioTouch is like, it keeps us childlike. And it seems to be so innate in all of us. And so as a child, we can learn it, practice it, and really step into what BioTouch is offering, a relationship of healing for all of us. The second bullet, it's a complementary to any healthcare program. This is very true. Over the years, we have realized that BioTouch is very integrative. And also a holistic system in that it just seems to bring, you're going to hear us talk about it encourages self awareness in us. And this is Biotouch allows us through that practicing of Biotouch to open ourselves up. Um, As uh, Neil was saying, you know, changing our perception, our perceptions sometimes, changing the choices that we make. So it's complementary, even if you're on a special diet, under a doctor's care, on prescriptions, you're doing other modalities. BioTouch is just going to enhance whatever you're doing. The third bullet, it has no levels of ability. And this is what we really know is very a special gift about biotouch. Every single one of us, the first time that we learn any points, any sets of points in BioTouch, we can practice with another person and be totally effective immediately. So BioTouch was meant for all of us to have, To it's accessible as you're going to find out. Um, you can easily learn it and then immediately begin to practice it in your life with everyone. I don't care if it's a stranger on the street or your sibling or whatever, you know, I mean, it's just like, let me help you. (laughs) That's what BioTouch does, right? Let me help you. So anytime there's no real special training, we do offer that as, as um, Paul will probably talk about, but you don't have to have any knowledge of anatomy. This is, this is a very simple system that is, meant for all of us to learn and to practice. So the last bullet, it requires no preparation, no belief system. You can immediately begin to work with another person. You do not have to prepare a space. You do not have to be in the best mood or you do not have to clear anything or have special music. You just have to have compassion and want to help another human being in their stress, in their pain. That's really all it takes for BioTouch to be effective. And so with those four simple uh, easy bullets, we are going to begin to uh, share with you the simple sets of points that we feel can begin to address chronic inflammation So let's just go over a few short things. We always want to wash our hands before we begin a session with someone. Remember, you're going to use the first two fingers of each hand. You're going to touch lightly on the skin like a butterfly. And you're going to hold each point in that set for six to eight seconds. And you will see when Paul shows the videos of the sets, um, how, how... how that looks, one person touching another on the skin. So, Paul, um, let's go, okay, because I wanted you to just talk to them about how the manual itself is set up or the workbook is set up. But let's first, if you guys will go to the next page, you'll see at the at the top terms used in the manual. And we always like to go over those first two bullets. So I said before, this is a relationship of healing. So, we have that implies two people, one person touching another lightly on the skin. That is the definition of biotouch. And of course, can you touch yourself? Can you do biotouch on yourself? And our answer is well, if you do that, by definition, that is not biotouch. It is one person touching another. If you can reach those points, does it harm? No. So, that's that's how we kind of end up with that answering that question. So the associate is the person who is giving Biotouch. And we use this term because it, like I said, it's a relationship. So one person is the associate. This is the one uh, by definition, in the dictionary, one often in the company with another implying an intimacy or equality. That's a really important facet of practicing biotouch. You will find that in that relationship, which is the foundation of any relationship, inequality begins to happen. And number two, one having an interest in common with another. The other part of that relationship, the other person we call the recipient. This is the person that is, the beneficiary of the um, touch. However, we all know that in a relationship, there is giving and receiving equal, equally. And so both people in that relationship are going to give and receive. It's it's just a lovely thing. So before we go, I'm going to have, um, Paul, right. did you want to just kind of explain? Yeah, so
0: to you all have the workbook. You're going to notice two pages to each set of points. Uh, One is going to be with a drawing, and it's going to have numbered points that we're going to show you. And if you scroll down to the bottom, there's a little click here to watch the video. That's what we're going to watch here to learn every set of points. The second page of each set has a picture showing you where the points are, and it has the words, and the words that are written are the same words that are in the video. So there's three different ways to learn. You can read it, you can watch it, and you can practice it. So Bev's going to take us through the different sets of points. Right. I will show you the videos.
1: Okay. So we are going to begin with the most, really the, the, the key to beginning a session with another person. It's called the greeting. And this is basically setting up a harmony between... Um, the the two, the associate and the recipient. And you wanna do this every single time before you address any other part of the body. So let's go ahead and yeah, I'll let, I'll let the, them explain it in the video. I was gonna talk about the dominant hand, but they will. The
0: greeting is always performed at the beginning of each session. It's the only set that uses one hand and the only set that indicates which hand to use. The greeting is performed with the dominant hand. If you are right-handed, use your right hand. If you are left-handed, use your left hand. The greeting is made by touching at point one, which is in the fleshy area just below the bottom of the breastbone or sternum. Hold this point for six to eight seconds. Then with the same two fingers touch point two on the back. To find point two, look for the big bone at the base of the neck. From here move one to one and a half inches to the left. This is point two. Hold this point for six to eight seconds. More than one associate may work with a recipient provided that all of the associates perform the greeting. If the associate or the recipient leaves the session, or if someone who hasn't done the greeting touches either the recipient or the associate, the greeting must be re-established. Then the session may proceed from where it was interrupted.
2: Where
1: it was interrupted. Okay, so... We're going on to the next... All right, wait a minute. Oh, sorry. So we're going to go into the next set called infection, allergy, and poison. Although I will say all three of these are independent sets of points. So you you don't have to do all three. However, when Neil was, you know, he's talking about toxins in the body, he's talking about inflammation, infection, maybe that allergy. So it would probably be an okay idea to just use all three. They're, very easy to use it's just three different points on the on the uh, muscle of the neck so let's go ahead and watch the video and you can see how that is uh, how it's the used. infection
0: allergy and poison sets are three separate sets of points
2: they all share the same hold point which is the
0: same as greeting point one located in the fleshy area just below the base of the breastbone as with all sets of points These may be touched repeatedly. Infections of any kind anywhere in the body may be addressed by holding X and with the other hand touching point one, which is at the base of the large muscle on the right side of the neck and slightly above and behind metabolism point one. Allergies or allergic reactions may be addressed by holding X, and with the other hand touching point 2, which is on the right side of the neck, directly behind metabolism point 3 on the top of the large muscle. To address poisoning within the body, hold X, and with the other hand alternately touch point 1 and point 2.
1: Okay. All right. The next set we want to teach is called the metabolism set. This is a really great set to use because it really helps the body to assimilate, eliminate, distribute what it does not want. And that is, It's certainly is probably going to be one of the the best things to use for all of those things that Neil was telling us about tonight, the inflammation, the toxins, all of, all of those things that the body wants to get rid of or assimilate other things with. this is This is a set that is really gonna help that. So let's go ahead and watch the video.
0: The metabolism set can be used to help the body assimilate what it needs and eliminate what it doesn't need. The metabolism set has two steps. Step one involves touching points in matching fire along the large muscles on the front of the neck. Points one and one are located above the collarbone in the soft indentations on both sides of the notch at the top of the breastbone. Points two and two are halfway up the neck on the front of the large muscles. Points three and three are at the top of the neck on the front of the large muscles. The second step involves holding a point on the front of the body and touching points next to the spine on the back. Hold point X on the front of the body is on a line directly between where the nipples would be on a youth and is one to two inches to the left of the breastbone. Another way to find X is one third of the way up the breastbone from greeting point one and one to two inches to the left of the breastbone. The points on the back are located next to the spine, forming a rectangle around the breakover point. The breakover point is where the bottom of the rib cage joins the spine and can be found by imagining a line directly through the body from greeting point one. To perform step two, Find hold point X on the front of the body and touch points 1 through 4 on the back. Point 1 is approximately 1 to 2 inches up from the breakover point on the left spine muscle. Point 2 is directly across from point 1 on the right spine muscle. Point 3 is 2 to 3 inches below the breakover point on the right spine muscle. Point four is used to address blood sugar problems and is added to the other metabolism points when needed. It is located across from point three on the left spine muscle. So, those are the sets in the workbook, but we decided we're going to teach another set because when Neil talked about the heart-brain connection uh, and the ultimate need to release our stress there's one set no matter when we do it for people <laughs> they open their eyes and they go wow <laughs> and and we were told once when you have that wow experience in your life you have a change that starts to happen in the deepest seed of consciousness yep. and that's what neil was talking about changing those inner thoughts that what's what's going on deep and then we can start matching it with physical things so we're going to teach you the headset. It's quite simple. Again, uh, if you want us to send you the the points for that we can, but here's the video of it. You can always go back to it. The metabolism set can The headset can be used to address conditions related to the brain. There are four steps in this set. In step one, use through-fire to touch points A and A. Point A on the back of the head is in the center of the neck at the base of the skull. Point A on the front of the head is at the center of the forehead where the forehead begins to curve to the crown. Step 2 is performed in crossfire with the fingers of each hand touching on opposite sides of the head. Hold it X, which is in the indentation beside the neck muscle at the base of the skull. It is the same as point one of the back set. On the opposite side of the head, touch points one through five. Points one, two, and three are on the ridge line formed where the skull curves up toward the crown. Point one is above the outside corner of the eye on the ridge. Point two is above the front of the ear on the ridge. Point three is above the back of the ear on the ridge. To locate point four, move down the head toward the base of the skull to a horizontal indentation approximately one-third of the way down from the top of the ear and one to one and a half inches behind the back edge of the ear. Point five is opposite hold point X at the base of the skull. Point five now becomes the new hold point point as points one through five are touched on the opposite side of the head. In crossfire touch point one above the outside corner of the eye on the ridge Point two, above the front of the ear on the ridge. Point three is above the back of the ear on the ridge. Point four is a horizontal indentation approximately one-third of the way down from the top of the ear and one to one and a half inches behind the back edge of the ear. And point five is opposite hold point X at the base of the skull. Step 3 is performed in Matching Fire Touching Points 1 and 1, 2 and 2, 3 and 3, 4 and 4, Five and five. Finally, in step four, place the open palms of both hands on the head covering points one through three. Be careful, don't Don't let let your your hands hands touch each each other. There we go. You know, I was reminded that these sets of points that we just taught, especially metabolism and headset, those are the points we did in the research with Dr. Stevenson, who found um, who found uh, regulation of cortisol level, the stress hormone level, right, and a rise in interleukin 12
1: levels, that oh, immune, immune system, system. response. <laughs> I'm like, right, you're right. Oh my and goodness! And those are the
0: sets that we did was metabolism and headsets. So,
1: <laughs> that makes sense, doesn't it? Wow.
0: So, yeah, so if you're interested in our research, go to our website, justtouch.com. There's a little link up on top, research, and Dr. Stevenson's results are there. But
1: uh, Oh, man.
0: Oh, man is right.
2: <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> oh, you uh, know, I was thinking, too, he was talking about, you know, food, in our food. is right. just so fundamental. And what, what we know is BioTouch, when practicing it, for any length of time will start us uh what into this uh encourages something in us to want to make different choices.
0: Right. Right. We see that all the time.
1: And so, you know, just in that alone, biotouch is very effective. Just starts you on this amazing journey, you know?
0: So we hope you'll want to learn biotouch some more. Uh, go to our website, justtouch.com. Uh, you can get download the whole manual if you want, just by uh, becoming a member, or you can actually just purchase it if you want. We have hard copies of it, too, if you'd rather have that with a DVD. And uh, if you have questions, just contact us, office at justtouch.com. We'll help you with whatever condition you might have. Another thing in that workbook is, if there's a localized problem, Then you just take both fingers and touch where the pain is or the inflammation or the arthritis or whatever it is. And there's no rhyme or reason. You just touch around it. You can touch through it. You can do a sweep, slow and deliberate movement across the area. Let your fingers do the walking. That's all there is to it. (laughs) (laughs) So on that note, Bev, thanks for teaching the points.
1: Thank you, we wanna, everybody. We
0: want to thank uh, Neil Cannon. Check out his website if you want more detailed information. Uh, I think he's doing really good work for humanity. So we yes, really encourage yes. you to contact him. And uh, next uh, month, we're going to have our workshops going to be on EMF pollution and how biotech can help with that. Ooh. Yeah, that's going to be awesome.
1: That, that's <laughs> That's real getting in your face.
0: (laughs) Uh, So anyhow, thank you all for joining us this evening. Thank you, Bev. And see everybody next month.